Hello and welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, and culture. While drinking a few brews. Though we don't often use strong language, the jokes and the content is not intended for young audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Before we begin the episode, we have to give a huge shout out to the Dangits from Madison, Wisconsin for providing us with great bluegrass intro you hear at the beginning of every episode. The song Razzle was written by Jamie Lampkins, but is performed by on behalf of Tom Wasselchuk and the Dangits. If you have a chance, check these guys out at dang-its.com for upcoming shows, music, or on how to book them for weddings, parties, and etc. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We, of course, are your hosts, Eric. And I'm Russ. Uh, Today, uh, looking at the calendar, it is still October, which means we have another installment of our Halloween series. Today's story is a bit obscure. It's about an alien abduction that occurred in the 1980s. Um, We also have great Wisconsin music from Them Cooley Boys. Another edition of How Many Loco You At? And another great interview with our hometown brewery, Doosterbecks. So put on your tinfoil hats and join us for another great episode. So this is a bit of an obscure alien abduction story um, that occurred in La Crosse, Wisconsin in 1988. A sociology professor named John Salter Jr. was with his son, John III, and they were on a journey traveling from the Mississippi heading to, to North Dakota. As a professor, Salter was scheduled to present a paper that he had written for the American Culture Association regarding civil rights and self-defense. While traveling through the state of Wisconsin, strange lights appeared in the sky. And this is when things started getting a bit confusing, and we will attempt to make sense of as we dig a little bit further into this. An an abduction occurred, but initially Salter stated amnesia engulfed both of them, and he couldn't initially remember how he and his son were abducted. In the beginning, they were still conscious, and somehow they were gently forced off the highway and onto a narrow, rough, dusty road. This is when they noticed a small humanoid figures climbing onto the back of their bumper of his Ford pickup. He described them saying, These aliens were roughly four to four and a half feet tall, with large heads, large quasi-slanted eyes. He is also stated saying they were friendly aliens and could tell that they, that from the start that they did not intend to harm them. Salter believed the figures experimentations were ethical and honorable and their actions were positive i'm sorry but if you're doing experience on me man i don't care if, if your intentions are okay yeah um i i think anybody doing any sort of experimentation on me that's not a doctor i don't know that their intentions are necessarily uh, honorable or uh, or even ethical i think to be honest they're not practicing uh you know properly and uh, you know, and, and also, how can you even tell? I mean, this guy's probably just, he's too, he's too uh, easily, easily, you know, swayed. Uh, he thinks everybody's kind, everybody has, you know, good intentions, and that's just not the case. According to Salter, there were six to seven smaller aliens, one taller one of a more humanoid-looking alien, roughly the same size as an adult human. The taller one appeared to lead the others. Salter stated, his features are more as we would describe them as human and may be mixed blood alien. The aliens then led the two men through the woods, up a ravine, and over a ridge to a vessel that was located in the clearing. 
Salter and his son remember being placed in the stereotypical bright room, which had white lights along with the blue glowing panel. This is where the probe activity occurs. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I what's you know? Are they talking about a Ford probe? Yeah, I mean, if it's not my girlfriend touching my butthole, I want I don't want these aliens touching my butthole. Let's just be honest. Yeah, that's not experimentation, guy. That's that's <laughs> these these aliens are freaky. Hey, alien, you could at least buy me a drink, there, guy. Yeah, this is this is a little too goofy for me, and it, and his son's involved too, right? Yeah, and yikes, it, and it and it gets weirder. And we'll continue the story here. Salter <laughs> describes an implant is placed very carefully up into his right nostril and well beyond. This is now an injection into my neck and thyroid area, and then another injection site on my upper and central chest. He estimates all of this taking place over an hour and a half. And this sounds terrifying, but according to Salter, it wasn't bad at all. And the aliens reportedly expressed sadness when they parted ways. He stated, I feel an extremely strong, poignant sense of farewell towards the taller figure, sensing equal strong reciprocity. His emotional and intellectual reactions are like our ours sharp, intelligent, good natured, smiled a great deal, eager, very interested in things, and sad at parting. Salter states that the tall humanoid and himself were communicating without using their lips and words, but rather telepathically, where they state to each other, We will see each other again in another place in another time. The leader then took them back to the truck where the father and son duo watched as a UFO brightly lit up and flew diagonally up through the darkened clouds beyond. The following is the so-called evidence according to Salter. They had amnesia and could not initially recall all of these events, and in fact it took months for them to remember the events, when all of a sudden it came back to them, and they compared stories and everything was lining up. According to Salter, the big evidence that he had obtained are the f- physiological changes that have occurred, and a dozen that he recollects. And here's a list of the so-called changes him and his son experienced. Right. <clears throat> his head, hair, fingernails, and toenails grow two to three times their normal rate, which <laughs> that sucks. That doesn't sound cool. No, unless you're going for like some sweet, you know. I'm to ponytail my back hair. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> If you take those to a Chinese place and they want to do your nails, they're going to be like, those things are gross, bro. Yeah, what happened? You You, were just here 10 minutes ago, and now you need me to cut your nails again? (laughs) (laughs) Eyebrows got very thick and fine body hair grew all over his previously hairless arms, legs, stomach, and chest. Another not-so-great side effect. (laughs) That's kind of, he might have hit puberty. Thanks a lot, aliens. You gave me puberty, dude. Bushy freaking eyebrows, long hair, and my fingernails are always growing. Cuts and scratches clot immediately and heal very rapidly. It sounds like you know Wolverine from X Men. He can grow or he can heal stuff pretty quickly. That's that's a plus. For the first time in his life, his beard is very heavy, thick, and dark. Another maybe he went through puberty and <clears throat> sounds. It honestly sounds good. I mean, I would always like a thicker stash. A denture he had placed in 1984 that resulted in almost daily bleeding for four years stopped shortly after the encounter. Some little H-bots have shrunk or disappeared completely, and the few wrinkles on his face faded away. His skin tone is much clearer. Blood is much closer to the surface all over his body and better circulation than before. His immunity is stronger. His energy level is up, and his sleep needs are down. His protein needs are very heavy. Disfigurement on his face from a car accident faded completely. He quit smoking after 40 years without any withdrawals. He has frequent telekinetic episodes, especially around electrical equipment. He has mild aversion to sunlight, increased sensitivity to light. 
Occasionally, a red welt appears on his neck and a brown circular spot on his upper chest. Salter's son stopped growing four years before the abduction, but grew another 1.5 inches taller that spring. 1.5 inches taller. Yeah. Those were the shoes. Who's, yeah, I was just going to say. So he got a pair of shoes that had a little thicker sole on it. Yeah, he got some hell? red wings and he grew an inch yeah. and a half. I mean, Dad, Dad, come here. Look at this. I'm taller. But before we conclude this main story, we would like to discuss our thoughts and opinions about the story. I have to state how, uh, you know, to everyone, I'm a, I'm a huge skeptic. And I can, I, I can spot some pretty large holes in the story. However, I cannot say 100% that I can prove or disprove this story. You have to take him for his word. Yeah. I've had discussions with many people about aliens and just, I just, I don't see them wanting to come to planet Earth. I yeah. mean, and if you think the closest galaxy to the Milky Way is the Andromeda Galaxy, which is 2.5 million light years, which if you want to know the math, it'd take you 2.5 million years to get here, traveling at the speed of light. Yeah. So I, I have some really, you know, some skeptical behind myself. And I, you know, I, I've seen all these videos, you watch all these paranormal shows and you see all these aliens and space, so-called spacecraft. But really, I think a lot of it is just government testing of weird ships and new things, you know. I, well, I think that's what, I, that's what kind of gets me the most is uh, I understand the, the mathematics about how, how we travel and, and at what speeds we're able to travel. So when you, when you talk about uh, the distance between Andromeda and the Milky Way galaxy, it's it's only it's only based on the science that we have at how quickly we move, not at what they might have. You know, so if they're able to yeah. put these you know probes in our body to make our hair grow thicker and faster and make us you know heal quicker and that kind of stuff, what other sort of uh, you know I, I guess technologies do they have? What advancements have they made oh. in their civilizations? So my huge thing is, you know, I'm I'm a big Blink 182 fan, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Blink 182 is just a, a punk rock band, you know, from the 90s and 2000s, uh, of which one of their founding members members Tom DeLonge, um, he he clearly has made some discoveries lately. Uh, you may have heard his name. Uh, kind of spoken about with uh, the UFO stuff. Uh, He started a company uh, called To The Stars Academy, and he's been working with some pretty high-level officials in in both government and military. And, I mean, they're they're able to say now that we're not alone. And I sort of feel comfortable in in saying, I I believe it, you know, and, and I guess that could also just be the the believer in me, the one that wants to say, there's something else out there. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong. I, I mean, the, the the universe is so vast. There's billions of planets. There is life out there. Yeah. And like you said, maybe there is a technology that we can't understand. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm skeptical, but at the same time, I mean, there's thousands of reports. I mean, every year there's thousands and thousands of alien sightings, abductions, you know. And, like, what do you believe? What do you wean out? You got to get rid of the pranksters, you know, the people that are just looking for attention. It's, right. It's, it's, it's like anything, you know. Exactly. That's the thing. It's It's the same conversation we have about all of these different topics, of which a lot of them we won't probably get really into because – they touch on, uh, you know, pretty political things and they don't really deal with Wisconsin directly. So, you know, we're not going to touch on any of these things, but like, uh, for instance, uh, global warming, you, if you just type in Google, uh, facts about global warming, you're going to get a really vast array of people 
and their opinions. And that's the same thing you're going to find with UFO and abductions and sightings and things. You're going to get that with, you know, Bigfoot. You're going to get it with any of the other myths and creatures and cryptids that you see. It's everybody's opinion, but we really don't have the ability to prove them or disprove them. And that's exactly so. It. It's just a, it's a belief, and and it really it it just depends on your on your base level. If you're a believer in those things, if you want them to be you know true, cool. If you're a skeptic, that's the route you're going, and that's you know I I don't believe anybody's wrong uh, about it. Just feel the way you feel. No argument needed. It's just a... Yeah, exactly. Like, it's your own personal experience. Like, I've never experienced this. Maybe if something... If I had that life-changing event, I would I would switch I would switch sides. But yeah. for me, like, you're, you're taking... It, it's like doing a court case. It's like all circumstantial. There's no true evidence here. Right. You know, and that's kind of where Unless I'm Unless you at. have a picture of you shaking hands with an alien, I don't think anybody's going to be able to say, you know, definitively right. that... And, and, and even so, even if you had that... Photoshop is so greatly improved that, I mean, I could physically take a picture of an alien that somebody made and I could put myself into it and I could put myself, you know, shaking hands with the, with the creature and somebody would, would say, okay, well that's real. I could see that. And it, and it's not. Yeah. So you can go either way. Even if, even if I had this, this evident proof you're going to have skeptics say, no, that's not real. I mean, if you piece it together, though, I mean, at least the guy is a professor. You know, his career is on the line. He has nothing to really gain from this, you know. Yeah. So, you know, there might be some truth to it. And, I mean, just because you can grow a sick unibrow, I mean, it doesn't <laughs> right. mean you've been abducted by aliens. You yeah, know? and above-the-eye mustache is uh, not really that cool, man. Yeah, I mean, if you look like Frida Kahlo and, you know, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you said you've been Anthony abducted Davis. by aliens, I mean— you know, there's people that are probably going to believe you and people are going to kind of question you. And I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a skeptic, but at the same time, like we all want to believe mm-hmm. it's like the X-Files. We want to believe, like we right. know there's life out there. We want to know there's life out there. And it's I just... think that's, that's honestly the, the finest way to sort of leave this, this topic and, and all of these other topics where it's have the discussion, have a friendly discussion about these things, about, you know, your beliefs or your skeptics about it, and then walk away, you know, no, no arguments, you know, nobody has to get hurt or, or feelings, you know, uh, shot down about this. It's just fun. And, and, you know, just bring all the information you have to the table and have a, you know, a fine discussion, uh, you know, on the topic and then be done. Yeah. It's, it's okay to disagree. Yes. You don't have to both be on the same page. Right. And, you know, it's, just kind of how it is. And even, you know, when it comes to other things, it's like, you, you know, you let them say their piece and you make peace with that. Right. You know, you're not going to convert them. Just listen to them. And, and don't think you have to have the last word. We're just talking about aliens. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have another Wisconsin music segment. And uh, honestly, we're just really lucky to have some of the most premier bluegrass bands from our state and and they're premiering in in all other states as well i mean these guys travel and and do huge performances uh, at all these different festivals uh, around the entire country so uh, today's artist is them coolie boys and honestly 
we are just in- incredibly excited to have uh, to have them reach back out to us uh, and, and allow us to utilize their music on this episode. Um, and in fact, my uh, coworker Emily, she's a huge fan of these uh, of these guys. Love their music. She goes and sees them multiple times a year. And she actually helped me uh, settle on uh, using the song that we did for today, which is called Take Her Easy. I worked a long time for your heart. The sooner I quit, the later I to realize that you're almost gone some other guy came to take it all to take those records that i bought you off your shelf keep the letters that i wrote off to yourself Take the little bit of me that you got left Throw it in the fire to burn with all the rest And if you got to take her from me Would you take her easy? to wear me on your sleeve Roll them on up when it's time to leave You held me close when the clouds rolled in But when the sun shines you'll be gone again Take that Bible that I bought you off your shelf Keep the songs I wrote for you all to yourself Take the little bit of me that you got left Throw it in the fire to burn with all the rest And if you gotta take her from me Would you take her easy? It's hard when you're gone And I know that it gets hard to sing along But it gets harder when you're gone And I know that it gets hard to sing along But it gets hard when you're gone And I know 
that it gets hard to sing along, but it gets hard when you're gone. And I know that it gets hard to sing along, but it gets hard when you're gone. And I know that it gets hard to sing along, but it gets hard when you're gone. And I know that it gets hard. you got left throw it in the fire to burn with all the rest and if you gotta take her from me would you take her easy All right. Again, that was Them Cooley Boys, Take Her Easy. Awesome stuff. Uh, go check them out on uh, YouTube, Spotify. They are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, their their entire catalog of stuff is uh, incredible. So uh, it was it was literally like picking uh, your your favorite kid uh, when it, when it came down to deciding what song to use. It was almost impossible. So uh, thanks again, Emily, for you know, helping me out with that. And, and, uh, I really appreciate that. We now have another edition of how many local you at. Yeah. Today we got a doozy coming to us from a walk. Eric, you want to read a little bit about this guy? Yeah. So, uh, a man accused of driving drunk the wrong way on us 41 last month, uh, had been released from prison on his fifth OWI just three days before. So let's let's unpackage that a little bit. He had had already been in prison for two years. He's out for three days, and he does it again. Oh man! So uh, our driver, he's thirty five. He's from Oconomowoc. Uh, he had just started four years of extended supervision, being released from prison, uh, and he was stopped on uh, just south of Oconto on August thirtieth. Uh, the Ocano police were dispatched about 2.40 a.m. One officer spotted the car as he drove on the State 22 on-ramp, then raced down the southbound lanes to get ahead. Uh, well, the officer waited in the median uh, at uh, Frog Pond Road, just south of Ocanto. The vehicle nearly struck his squad car and then continued. <laughs> A second officer pulled behind the vehicle with its lights and siren on, and the vehicle turned east onto Old 41 Road. The car sped up, 
turned west onto Vermeerian Road, then stopped. The driver, who said he'd drank 12 beers, registered .095 in a preliminary breath test. Uh, I know we've mentioned this before, uh, but once you hit a certain uh, number in Wisconsin, I think it's the third, you you legally lose your your normal .08. Yeah, your and he's legal actually, limit. He's is, still over that point oh eight, though. He juiced, exactly. He's, he's just, just over. I mean, but in in reality, he's he's driving under the influence, even at a point oh two now. Right. So he is really over. So we got a little bit of evidence here. We got the twelve beers of point oh nine five. So let's keep that in mind before yeah. we uh, make some judgments here. Yeah. So he is charged with operating while intoxicated for his sixth offense, second degree recklessly endangering safety, and operating while revoked. Uh, bond was set at 15,000 cash uh, during his initial appearance, and uh, he waived his preliminary hearing on September 19th and is scheduled to be arraigned October 17th, which is just a couple days away. Uh, in in fact, yeah, I don't know. Uh, is it? He might have already been in, yeah. Yep, yep. So the, the felony counts filed against uh, the driver each carry a maximum sentence of oh, 10 man. years. Well, the top sentence for operating while revoked is one year. So if everything's served concurrently, he's looking at a minimum of 10 years. Right. So he's going to he, – everything stacks up correctly and they serve concurrent. He's going to be in for 10 years. And honestly, you know what? Stupidity. Absolutely yeah, sure. stupid. Three days. Like You've been when, in prison already, dude. I know. Like, yeah, you, you go drink with your buddies. Uber yeah. it. I and mean, then, you might be outdated. And then ask one of them to give you a ride home. Right. You know? I mean, yeah, you've been in there for four years, so maybe you didn't know about Uber, but man, just get a buddy at this point. Like, somebody yeah. will give you a ride home. It's just not, just so many shaking your head moments in this thing. Just not, not cool. So now we got to do a little bit of conversion theory here. So 12 beers, 0.095. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking on the local scale, the loco scale? Yeah, so knowing that one can is four loco, we're at a point oh nine five. Let's talk about how he was the wrong. He's going the wrong way. He nearly hit a squad car. The second squad car has to come up behind him with lights and sirens on, which is important to note. Uh, I'm I can't go any less than like three loco. Yeah. Or three cans, so 12 yeah, loco. 12, yeah, I was thinking 12, 14 loco for this guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, the .095, 12 beers, locos are a different translation. Like, literally, you can have you can have four bush lights. It doesn't even equal one yeah. for loco, to exactly. be honest with you. I mean, a loco is, it's death medicine. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's Yeah, it's, like I said on previous episodes, uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a ill-advised, uh, ill, ill-created uh, drink. It just is kind of dumb. It's a very malt, high, high, uh, it's just high octane alcohol drink. It's stupid. Yeah. It's just a dumb drink. And uh, yeah, if you're not careful, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna crush your dreams, man. You know, you know what's crazy? Like after four years, like wouldn't you think you just want to go do something awesome, like go fishing or something, or just like you know get a girl or I mean, something we, you we, know i mean we might be working with you know a, a real a real criminal alcoholic here i mean maybe you, just, you know sometimes you can't no no amount of of prison time or reform is going to help get this guy to understand you know right. no amount of therapy is going to help 
this is just something he's he's battling with and he's probably going to be uh you know living out the remainder of his days in in prison somewhere uh for something I mean, we all, we all love beer, but I don't know if I love beer enough to serve 14 no. years in prison. I'll tell you that right now. No, not not with the amount of stuff that he's got looking forward to in his future. Uh, I, you know, if somebody told me that that was my fate, I'd, I'd quit drinking right now. Oh, yeah, same here. I'm not going to spend 10 years while I already did, you know, you know, two or whatever beforehand. It's just, that's nuts. I just can't, I can't do it. Uh so I think we've settled. This guy's at least a twelve loco. Yep. Somewhere between that uh three, three and a half cans yep, is I'm safe to exactly. say. Yep. And today we have a truly fine beer to review. This is a uh a fantastic beer called Farmer's Daughter from uh, Lucette Brewing in Menominee, Wisconsin. Yeah, so this beer is a Blondale um coming in at a four point eight ABV. Um, it's brewed with coriander and grains of paradise. It's malty with with a minimal hop flavor, so it's more of a malty flavor to it. Um, it's it's easy drinker, approachable, thirst quenching ale. Um, y- you know the coriander is probably gonna come through a little bit. And for those that don't know coriander, um, it's using like bologna. So yeah. sometimes you, sometimes these farm ales get a little like that bologna flavor with the coriander a little bit. Yeah. So I I cracked it and I smelled it and and. It's weird. It's an odd smell. Definitely kind of like where you're hitting with the with that coriander being kind of like a hot a high note just right out of the top. Yeah. And uh so I'm going to take my first sip. Russ, you've already you've already dove in here. Yep. And uh yeah, you're definitely the coriander's coming through um a lot. So you're getting that you're getting a little bit of like uh, the bologna ish flavor. I guess I I wouldn't want to say bologna because bologna is disgusting. It's, I hate. Uh, hey, I like fried bologna sandwiches. But, but it, you get that coriander, and uh, you know it kind of has. It definitely has a farm ale taste to it, like yeah. a little farm farmy. Yeah. Now that I've had first sip, uh, it, I'll just say right now it it <laughs> it tastes much better than it smells. Russ had to go down the wrong tube real quick, so he's he's hurting over there. So th- this, I just picked this one up. Um, I've never heard of these guys. They're called Lucette Brewing from Menominee, Wisconsin, and uh, I'm definitely gonna make this on my uh, trip um, next, like on my next brewery tours. I definitely want to check this place out. I've never heard of them before. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a really balanced beer. Yeah, it's balanced. You know what's really funny is uh, now that I'm really really tasting this. Um, have you ever had Chef Boyardee? Yeah, like, well, yes. Like, like, well, have like, you seen me? Like, well, like the ravioli or <laughs> the body by or, Chef or the spaghettios. Like, are you getting little hints of that? Like, I'm not trying to be weird here. Like it's good. Burnt, like burned though. You like, think so? Like not. So it's. It has to be the the spaghettios and meatballs. It has to have the meatballs. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because I'm getting that meat ish feel. But am I? I don't want to put this thing down. I mean, I, this is good. No, it's really good. I, 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 am I just speaking out? Are you getting that like little hints of that? I am. Though? Like a little chef boyardee. It's it's really good. I I, yeah. I I really like this beer. Um, it's different. It's one of the you know the weirder bo- brews we've had on the show. Exactly. So far. You it's, know, it's, it's not typical of what we of what we normally grab. But we're trying to go you know branch out to different styles and like definitely new breweries. That yeah, because we heard tend of. to we tend to touch on IPAs and hazies and. Uh, which I'm a huge fan or so. double even doubles we, we've had a couple doubles on here um, but we haven't really done a whole lot of stouts or you know uh, Blondales we haven't really done any of that stuff so uh, that's something that we're definitely going to branch back out to as we get uh, you know kind of go along in this uh, 
in this podcast, but this is uh, a, a really great introduction to this type of beer. I think if you're a fan of balanced beers that sort of have uh, different sort of notes, this one's a really great uh, pickup. So today we're here with Deusterbacks from our hometown of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Not too bad. So Ben, can you uh, can you give us a little bit of information about the brewery, when you guys have started, and uh, any new beers coming out? Um, just anything. I know with COVID, things have been weird, but uh, do you guys have any events coming up too? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we got our start. Uh, we opened in uh, October 26th uh, last year. Uh, we got our start. Uh, it was, it's been a family farm that's been in my wife's family, uh, Laura Deusterbeck. It's been in her family for about 150 years, and uh, we just needed a way to rehab the farm for future generations. And I've been a home brewer for 19 years. Uh, and so she said, why don't we start a brewery? And that's kind of how this all started. So uh, we started the brewery, and it was kind of uh, – we really didn't know what was going to happen building a brewery in the middle of a cornfield. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, we did it anyways. <laughs> Build it, and they will come. <laughs> and it's, it's been good so far. No, that's great. I mean, obviously, we've heard of the Deusterbacks. We're both from Elkhorn, so we, we definitely recognize the name for sure. Yeah, there's, they're related to like half of the people in Delavan and Elkhorn. So, exactly. Um, that, that helps as well. So uh, do you guys have any uh, new beers? I know I was I was able to head down there and try the uh, sampler pack, which was nice to try a, like a variety of different things. Uh, anything you recommend or new beers coming out? Yeah, we got a couple new ones. Uh, we've been doing a sour series. Uh, we had our blackberry sour, which always uh, sells out really quickly. So we Yum. have a strawberry sour that's coming up. No way. Uh, that should be out in about a week. Awesome. And then we're also doing a uh, Pilsner that uh, is going to be ready this coming week. Uh, so it'll be a nice, light, crisp summer beer, a little bit lower alcohol than a lot of the rest of our beers, uh, but uh, it, it should be pretty drinkable in these hot August days. Yeah, absolutely. That strawberry uh, sour sounds, uh, like, refreshing. Yeah, yeah, they both are going to be great for, for summertime, so I'm looking forward to those. And uh, I know with COVID, things have been kind of weird. Um, do you guys have any events? I know, like, obviously, I think you guys have, like, the social distancing and the masks, obviously, but anything else going on? We do. We have, uh, luckily, our patio got finished in May, so uh, we have uh, a lot of seating out there. The tables are, like, nine feet apart, so we got plenty of space out there, and they're outside in the fresh air, so that's been nice. And we have live bands uh every friday and saturday night from 6 30 to 9 30 playing so we've gotten a huge turnout for that and everybody can stay outside so that's been really good and then we have uh, oktoberfest coming up it's going to be the second weekend in october uh so we haven't released the details on that yet but there's going to be a band and uh some german fest dancers and polka music and special special releases for that day as well Awesome. And Ben, I got to ask, uh, the Johnson last name, are you from Elkhorn? There were a lot of Johnsons we went to school with. <laughs> a lot of Johnsons, yeah. I, I'm from Delavan, uh, and the only relatives I have are both my brothers. Uh, so so my family footprint's pretty small in this area, so Laura makes up for that. Okay. Is, is, any, is any of your brothers named Nathaniel or Nate? They are not, no. Okay. No. So I know a Nate Johnson from that area. Yeah, we went to school with a lot of lot of Johnsons, Brad and uh, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, I went. I think there was like 
five other Johnsons in my class, and I wasn't related to any of them. So. Holy cow. <laughs> There's a lot of us out there. Yeah, it, it's just a small area. I just had to ask. Yeah. Um, but awesome. So uh, before we let you go, we always ask our uh, guests about, you know, nine to ten questions about how Wisconsin you are and uh, to find out if you've been through some of these pains yeah. and uh, just a few things Wisconsinites have to face. Yeah, absolutely. So have you ever been late to work because uh, snowfall? Uh, you know, I've never been late because I'm expecting the snow, so I know how to prepare for it. There you go. Shovel out ahead of time. That's actually the That's best right. answer. <laughs> nice. I, I definitely made that mistake. I uh, <laughs> There's been a few times where I slept in and I woke up and I just kind of looked at my car. I'm like, I'm not going to the work today. No, you know what you got to do is you got to go outside, get the errand started early around four or five, get ahead of the snowfall, and then you can go ahead and get your, your truck or car or SUV or whatever right through it. That's right. Yeah, you, I've, I've definitely uh, driven through the driveway without uh, plowing it out before, but See, uh, I always seem to get there one way or another. There you go. I love so, it. So you guys are responsible and I'm not, basically, is what it comes That's down to. That's what we're trying to say. Ben right. and I are fine right, and you're right. dumb. Have you... <laughs> Have you ever eaten a squeaky cheese curd? Oh, for sure. I love squeaky cheese curds. Oh, for sure. When they're salty, they got a little bit of water. I'm squeaking on the mm. teeth. Oh, yeah. We even sell them at the brewery. So. Oh, nice. Made by a, a, a local guy from East Troy. So. Well, if I wasn't sold before, now I'm sold. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming there. Have you ever tailgated a Packers, Brewers, or Badgers game? All of the above, yes. Thank no God way. you, you got the, the trifecta. trifecta. <laughs> that's awesome to hear um have you ever driven a snowmobile to a bar uh not to a bar but i have driven a snowmobile and we do have snowmobile parking area at the brewery so we we expect that that's, that's legendary awesome. that's amazing have you ever milked a cow oh i have yes by hand yep same here. I know there it was a punishment go. for me, but uh, yeah, I've definitely done it. <laughs> it's been a while, but yeah, I don't know if I'd still remember how. All right. Um, do you drink old fashions and uh, do you like the Wisconsin brandy or whiskey? I do drink them on occasion and I like the brandy. There you go. Me too. Yeah, the blackberry. Obviously, blackberries are so prevalent around here that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, have you ever been to a supper club and uh, which one is your favorite? I've been to several supper clubs, uh, and I gotta go with the village, right? Yeah, here right there in Delavan. That's the Delavan Lake Supper Club. Is it? Yep. That's the village. It's right yeah, on, it's right called on the, the village. Lake. Yep. yep. The, the, the village. Yep. Oh no way! Yeah, I always just call it the Delavan Supper Club because I'm, you know, I, I guess I'm privileged and I go there, you know. <laughs> well, being being from Elkhorn, it's kind of like the closest one there is, other than maybe. Uh, duck in or something like that but yeah the village it, i'm glad that you're actually bringing in the name because i want them to get recognition as well yeah absolutely so uh do you ever eat beer brats and uh is there a beer from your brewery that you recommend using i do yes i love beer brats and i like to use our rooster back it's a an amber lager so it's a got a nice german flavor to it and you really get that uh, malty flavor coming through with it that sounds really good. I like it. And uh, I know we had one of these this morning, but uh, Bloody Marys, uh, how do you recommend them? Uh, type of vodka, any way to prep them to make them delicious? You know, I think it, the, the more uh, the more you can put in it, the better. It should be almost like a meal. I like what's on top just as much as what I like uh, inside it. And I like to use uh, Tito's vodka. Uh, you see, we did a Tito's Bloody this morning. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everything but the kitchen sink. <laughs> All right, I got I got two more questions for you. Have you ever rocked a cheese hat or a similar foam product? I have had a cheese hat. Uh, I, I've also uh, created a Bucky Badger mascot that looks almost identical to the real thing, and I wore that up to a Badger game one time. And I had so many fans coming up to me, getting autographs, taking pictures. It was a blast. That's awesome. Uh, artistry and ingenuity over here. I love it. <laughs> and I got one more question before we let you go today. Um, obviously, besides Doosterbecks, is there another brewery that you recommend in the area to go check out? You know, I think all the, the ones in the area uh, all make really good beers. East Troy, uh, G5, yeah. and then uh, Topsy Turvey's coming to Lake Geneva. I think their, their outdoor space is open, so all those are great places to, to stop by. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, show some uh, show some local pr- uh, pride and and get some people in the area for sure. Yeah, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of them on the show too, and they're all really good people. So definitely check yeah. them out. Yeah, our- good group of local guys. Awesome. Thank you for your time today, and uh, we will let you go. But uh, hopefully, we can make it down there one of these days. Obviously, we're from Elkhorn, so this is the one that we had to have on. Absolutely, this is yeah, the one definitely. we were looking for. And, uh, yeah, we have, like, some koozies and hopefully some shirts, so uh, hopefully we can drop them off and uh, maybe say hey and talk some beer with you. Awesome, yeah. Anytime. Just let me know. Cool. Sounds good. All right. We'll you do. have a great day. Thanks so much, Ben. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. All right. All right. Bye. All right. All right. That concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, we recommend you subscribe via SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, leave us a review on any one of those above-mentioned sites, and we can read one at the end of every show. Follow us on social media, and feel free to reach out, especially if there is a piece of history or weird news you'd love us to share or research, as well as highlight some local artists or music. Our website is projectcapestudio.com. I'd also like to thank my friend and past co-worker, Steph Skibak, for providing us with awesome podcast cover art as well as the Dangits for intro and outro music, and all of you for listening. As always, watch watch out for deer deer on the way way home. home.